Hey, my name is Katie Bulmer. I was your typical heartbroken and hungover sorority girl who looked for love in boys, Bacardi, and did I mention boys? After the breakup that broke me, I met the only man who can truly fulfill me. His name is Jesus. Shortly after that, I met my husband, the best example I have met of Jesus on this earth. Today, I have never been more sure I am right where I'm supposed to be on a mission to help today's young women find their life calling, stop dating dirtbags, and basically just be who I needed when I was younger. I've been called a big sis, an adopted mom, or my favorite title, a cool aunt. But however you think of me, get ready to be challenged and encouraged. This is the Truth For Your 20s podcast. Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of the Truth For Your 20s podcast. My name is Katie, and I have my friends in real life, Carly and Jacob Anderson. I got to witness them first dating, and Carly come to small group and be all googly-eyed because she just met this cute boy named Jacob. So just tell us a little bit about yourselves and how you met. Okay, so I so we both went to Georgia Southern. Yep, go Eagles. <laughs> My senior year of college in Jacob's last year of his master's program, I had a friend in my sorority, Alexa Rushworth. Um, she was dating Jacob's roommate and they both said to the both of us that we needed to meet each other, that, that they thought that we would really like each other since we were both Christians. And Jacob's first reaction was different than mine. I was all <laughs> excited. I loved dating. I thought dating was super fun. So I was like, let's do it. This is, this would be great. And Jacob, what was your reaction? I guess doubt. And there's a lot of people who proclaim to love Jesus, but don't truly love Jesus. So I just, I didn't really know if it was true or not. I think too, because everyone at Georgia Southern, not everyone, a lot of people profess to be Christian. So I think his initial reaction was like, is this for real? Mm. And so we went to Starbucks and hit it off. We, I think we were talking about baby names, the first, our first date. And so since then we got engaged six months later and got married and just have been happily married ever since. I love it. And you live in the Atlanta area now. We do. Mm -hmm. We live in the Atlanta area. Jacob is in accounting and I work in foster care and our families are right next to us. We are plugged into a wonderful church here and we just are living life. It's been great. I love it. I love you guys so much. You're so cute. I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) um, okay. So let's go back to dating. Jacob, you said you had your hesitations because you're right. A lot of people are like, yeah, I'm a Christian, but my, my husband was a youth pastor for a lot of years. And he says an example, I think is perfect. He would say, Hey guys, I'm an Atlanta Braves player. And they're like, no, you're not. Well, I say I am. So what, like there has to be evidence in your life. Yeah. And it, to your point, like, hmm, cute. You say you're a Christian, but what's the evidence in your life? So obviously you found that out at Starbucks, apparently. It was, I mean, the Bible says that you'll know them by their fruit. So if you're a Christian, you will bear fruit unto the Lord. And I could easily tell, I mean, just by one conversation, which isn't always the case for a lot of people. It takes time and, and time is what tells normally. But I could easily tell from that, we were at Starbucks for two hours, that that she genuinely loved the Lord. And the longer we were together, the more and more I could see her love for Christ. Yeah. And I would say the same about him. I think it was really obvious that he was serious about dating. Like I could tell from the first 
few minutes that he wasn't dating just to date because he had told me that I was his first date. He, he hadn't dated all of college and he was waiting since until since he became a Christian. Um, he was waiting to date to marry. And so I remember calling my mom as I left Starbucks and I said, yeah, I think, I think that's it, mom. I think this is the guy I'm going to marry. And it was just, I just, when you know, you know, I think, which it's super cliche, but I feel like it's actually true. I think it's important to note that y'all are just beautiful because when I, (laughs) this is like legit a problem. When I was a young, you know, college student, Christian couples seem cute and great and sure. But everyone I knew wore long skirts and locked themselves in their closet on the weekends. And I'm like, great. But I, no, that's not realistic in real life. And I didn't want to be a part of that. And y'all are real people with real lives. And y- y- I just think it's important to know that. <laughs> You're very sweet. So sweet. <laughs> okay. So you start dating, you know that you're both like the same faith, non-negotiable chasing toward Jesus. Tell me what happened next. Yeah. I mean, I think so in the beginning, it was just really slow, slowly getting to know one another, both just faithfully praying that if this wasn't something that the Lord wanted, that he would end it immediately. Because like we said, the only purpose of dating is to get married. And so we both were pursuing that and just praying through it and, and just trying to get to know one another slowly because once your emotions are involved, it's obviously harder to get to see clearly. So we just slowly got to know one another. And and I'll say too, for me, it was it was much harder to date as a Christian because I had never done it before. And so I think I was in the dating world before I met Jacob, but I wasn't seriously interested in anyone. And so it was quite difficult to navigate how to date as a Christian because you're thinking about your future. And I think Jacob was very, very, I praise God, the Lord just protected the both of us and our purity while we dated Jacob set very clear and firm boundaries. And I think, so I'm thankful that that wasn't a, an issue that we crossed. Cause I know that that's hard for most couples. Um, but I think for us, the Lord just really protected us. And I think too, having a shorter engagement and dating season was probably the way to go, but yeah, I think it, it takes a lot of counsel too. Like for us, we were seeking out a lot of counsel from older couples and Jacob had a best friend that was pouring into him. And that was like, seriously, probably the most impactful thing through our dating relationship was good advice, good godly advice. Yeah. Okay. Jacob, I want to put you on the hot seat. So you guys did not have sex before marriage. You said you didn't have a lot of dating for Carly. No. So I, I got saved my sophomore, my beginning of my sophomore year. And I had never been on a date since then. And you're a good looking CrossFit dude. I mean, it's not like you locking yourself in the closet either. So girls will say, oh, guys have knees. And the only guys that look that do that, you know, can't get a girl's attention. You're a unicorn. Tell me all about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, one, I'm, I'm just kind of awkward anyways, but I just never, I, I, I was never into dating um, or like never one just going a bunch of date with girls. I never met a girl where I really desired to do that. And I, I like had such a, a desire to be married. Like I just, even before I was a Christian, I wanted to be married. And then even when I got saved, like seeing what a beautiful gift marriage is through the lens of scripture, I even had a stronger desire. And it's, I mean, uh, it's just a wonderful gift from the Lord. And so, but I just never found anything. 
Um, and obviously God is sovereign over that. I just kept waiting and, and waiting and, and it was hard at times, but worth every minute of the wait. Um, and God blessed me with an amazing wife who fears the Lord. Oh, yeah, are just so cute. I can't stand it. Okay, so a pretty short engagement and now married for four years. Let's talk about early dating. I'm sure there's been highs and lows. Like, yeah, give me the good stuff. About- I said early dating. I meant early marriage. Early yeah. marriage. Okay. So let's see. Our first year of marriage, we were we were kind of reflecting on this earlier. Our first year of marriage was I think really hard for me. I think for you, it was harder in different ways. Jacob and I, we got engaged at Georgia. We met at Georgia Southern, got engaged at Georgia Southern, got married as soon as we grad. Well, a couple hours, a couple hours, a couple, (laughs) a couple months after we graduated, we were getting big girl, big boy jobs and kind of throwing ourselves into the real world. Um, We hadn't gotten plugged into a local church yet. And so I think we were like losing all of that community and just entering new seasons of life. And so marriage was difficult for me for that reason, not having older couples pouring into us, not having those discipleship relationships, not having um, a solid friend group at that time was, was difficult, but it was also so vital because I feel like the Lord used that year so much to grow my friendship with Jacob Because I mean, we didn't know each other all too well. We had only dated for six months and were engaged for a year, but we're we're pretty busy that year planning a wedding. So I just feel like the Lord was so kind to allow us a year of really just like hanging out and getting to know each other, learning how to live with one another. What about you? What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think in a lot of ways, like I think similar to what she said, we both had our church and friend groups in Statesboro, and you kind of leave all that. And then you're living together all of a sudden and you're learning to navigate. We're both working for the first time. Um, you had you got a job switch in the middle of it. And we say it's hard. It was like amazing, but you're just learning a lot and fighting sin. You see your sin so, so much more apparently when you're actually living with someone. And so it's just a lot. And it was such a joy, but it's just a lot. Um, I feel like those first couple months. And then God. I mean, we, when we were, when we came back to Atlanta, we started visiting the church. Um, but I feel like it really wasn't until like six months of marriage until we joined the church. And then it really started kind of folding into the church and really starting to build a, a community and friend group there. And we were able to just see, I think too, for us, like we had never really had a great example of a godly marriage. And so going into marriage, I, I personally always say that I never really had a super strong desire to get married in my, in the back of my mind, I had always thought I would get married, but I never really desired that as much as some of my friends did. But I do think that seeing that example of a godly marriage and what that looks like and, and the fruit and the joy that comes from it, I think really helped Jacob and I both, especially in our second and third. And now like the years that are most recent have just been so different um, and sweet because of that. So the couples at church who have really sweet marriages and who've been married for 30, 40, 50 years and have just been able to pour into us and have been really profound relationships for us. I think you can't be what you can't see. There you go. And you found it. That's awesome. Yeah. I've heard a psychologist say somewhere along the lines and don't quote me on this, but like moving 
getting a new job, a huge life change, getting married. And that all happened at once, but that's common. You know, a lot of people graduate college. If they don't get married, they move, get a new job. That's a lot of stressors all at once, but, but kind of commonplace. And we don't talk about how that's a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. So Jacob, how was it for you? Yeah. And I think it was similar in a lot of ways. I said from one for me is I feel like I had a lot of pride entering into marriage, thinking that it was going to be just super like a breeze. And in a lot of ways, it is super easy living with your best friend and, and going through life with her. But like I said, you realize how much of a sinner you are and just it's revealed so clearly. And, and you have to like really start putting sin to death because when you're living alone or with a bunch of guys, it's really easy to kind of just do whatever you want. And all of a sudden, life's not just about you anymore. So while it was incredible, like I always tell people, the hardest thing about dating or one of the hardest things about dating was having to say goodbye to her. Mm-hmm. So like one of the sweetest gifts is that I didn't have to do that anymore. We can say goodnight to each other and turn the lights off, which was just like the sweetest gift. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite things. So it was a lot of joys, a lot of highs, but then, yeah, it was a lot. And, and yeah, so praise the Lord. He just continues to work in us and sanctify us and continues to grow us every year. I love what you said that how, you know, living with another human, it kind of magnifies your sin sometimes, especially in a marriage, because yeah, I mean, you just realize we're all selfish human beings and we all leave dirty socks or whatever it is, you know, there's always something, uh, Gary Thomas talks about that and he counsels couples and be like, Oh, I just can't live with their annoying, whatever. Okay, cool. Go find another marriage. You're going to, you're going to have another, a new annoying, whatever. And so I, I just have, guess, talk about that a little bit more, like just getting to know and love. It's just another example of how much Jesus loves us, that selfish, unconditional love, but it's something that doesn't come natural. Yeah. yeah. Right before this, we were talking and I was just telling him that the most amazing thing for me in marriage so far, and I think this will probably be a theme throughout my life and Jacob's life because we're sinners and we're learning how to glorify God. And I think having someone keep me accountable for my sin struggles and um, someone who is praying for me in, in my sin struggles and someone who is just like walking alongside of me in that the last four years, I have seen so much growth in my, in my own heart. And I just think that that is one of the sweetest things that comes from being married to a godly man is it's like an accountability partner to the extreme, like someone who's seeing every part of you. He's, you know, seeing me on my worst day and on my best day, but yet he still loves me. And like, what a picture of Christ. Right. And like just that constant pursuit of one another like that. I mean, it's just such a, it's such a sweet picture of the Lord. And I think that that that's something that I hold so dear, I think in marriage, it's just having someone hold you accountable and love you uh, beyond your really ugly sin tendencies. Yeah. There's no, like when you're, you know, dating, putting on makeup and it, like, <laughs> this is the good and the bad and the ugly, but the, like, the beauty too, because like you said, you know, you probably w- would say that you love each other more after four years than at the beginning, because you've been through some junk and you've seen the good and the bad and the ugly. And that's when it's like, and you're still here. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So there are probably people listening. They're like, oh my gosh, I want this. I want a godly marriage. I, you know, this sounds awesome. 
there's obviously no like, okay, just A, B, and C and go to the good marriage store and like <laughs> go, shelf, go to the top shelf. <laughs> but what is there, are there, you know, could you give any recommendations? Like what worked for you? Is there a thing that you could tell your younger dating self? I mean, for me personally, I would say, especially for women, is not to compromise. Carly has a dear friend who is 35 years old and wanted to be married for the last many years, but God has now just provided her husband and she's actually engaged. Praise the Lord. But that's not saying that some people might not ever get married Um, and you might want to, but that's not an excuse. I, I would say one, just to wait patiently on the Lord, just like Abraham had to do for Isaac and, um, for many years and, and God provided him a son, but that's not, God doesn't promise us a wife, obviously through the word, but I would just say to wait and to have high standards for someone who truly loves the Lord and not to compromise on that because it is a lifelong commitment. Mm-hmm. What do you say? I think too, like kind of going lighter, actually like the person, like, do you like their personality? Is this someone that you can see yourself spending time with all the time. Like that was one thing that I thought about our first year of marriage. I was like, I'm so grateful that you're like fun to be around (laughs) truly. Like I get to walk through life with this person through really high highs and really low lows, especially, I mean, this last year for us, the last two years really have been, uh, we've been walking through some trials and I have just been so grateful that Jacob is not only like a husband, but just such a good friend. And I feel like that's super important. Like if you enjoy spending time with that person, like that's a, that's a huge plus. Hey friends, I hope you're enjoying this conversation as much as I am, but real quick, I want to tell you it is a start of a new semester and that means I'm filling up my calendar with speaking events. I'm still offering lots of Zoom and of course some in-person events are starting to happen sometimes here and there. Will we ever go back to normal? I don't know. I'm mostly booked by sororities, but I also love women's groups or organizations. Anywhere you need some motivation, I am your girl. So check out my website, katiebulmer.life. I have a link for speaking with all the information you need. Send me a message and we'll get the conversation started. That's katiebulmer.life slash speaking. So you kind of mentioned this a little bit. There's a few things I'm sure that qualify or what does it mean to have a godly marriage? But I guess what does that meant for you individually? And then I know you mentioned being a part of the church community has been really important. I think, yeah, for sure. Like plugging into a local church has been probably the most important thing in our marriage. I think I would say that that's impacted us the most only because we have just gleaned so much counsel from people like just, I mean, we haven't thankfully run into any marital issues yet. I'm sure in the future we may, but I think even when it comes to small things like buying a house or desiring to grow our family and have children, we were in the middle of pursuing foster care for a little while. And I think just, just really getting insight from other godly couples has been so helpful for us. And I think that's been like really, really important. What about you? Yeah. I've, I always tell people that I always want to be in a church to where the fact where I'm failing to lead my wife biblically where she can go to the church body, the elders, and they can come and, and counsel me to encourage me, to exhort me. 
because um, that's what it says in Hebrews, to, to exhort one another as long as it's called today um, against the deceitfulness of sin, because sin is deceitful. So we have to be in communion with walking with them so that we can encourage one another to press on uh, uh, for Christ. So I think the church has been super instrumental for us. And like you said, the discipleship aspect of it is just, you just can't replace it. Having older men uh, give up their time and their lives to, to pour into us and to love us, to pray with us, to encourage us. Um, it's just, it's just so sweet. And we, we, we praise God for them. Mm-hmm. Jacob, you kind of talked about this earlier, but there's a lot of girls who are like, okay, cool. Good for them. Good for Carly, but good guys just don't exist. And I'm just going to get date Joe dirtbag. And because I'd rather j- date than be single, what would you tell her? Yeah. I, mean, I would say like fight against that weight. And I think one is this is in all of our hearts. We have to be content with the Lord. He has to be our, our, our exceeding joy. And we all fight with that. We all fight to, to push off the, the, the loves of this world. But once so just fight for true joy in Christ and, and, and wait, because one is, I would say from personal experiences, it's just worth every second of it when God blesses you with a God-fearing spouse. And then the opposite side of that is that there's just, there's great consequences for marrying someone who doesn't love the Lord. And so just wait, just wait and press into Christ. Uh, Well, you said just wait. And it made me think of something I didn't dive into earlier, (laughs) saving yourself for marriage. This isn't taught on TV or, you know, social media. What did that look like for you? Was it a conversation? Was it just understood? What did that look like? Yeah, no, it was 100% a conversation. I think to date biblically and seeking to pursue and honor Christ, especially the men, they need to be clear and upfront right off the bat. And I think we were talking about the first date. What was the purpose of dating? Purity-wise, our intentions, all of those things. And so one, making sure we're both on the same page day one, and then and then just fighting for it. I, I had an accountability partner. She mentioned him earlier, one of my best friends. He was the best man at my wedding. Uh, he loved the Lord. He was married. And just an amazing encouragement to me. But he was my accountability partner. So, you know, oftentimes calling him, he was praying for me if we were going to hang out and stuff like that. And then just setting up good boundaries. I can't say we never did this, but not hanging out alone, stuff like that. Just trying to set up good boundaries. And if we did, it was always with other people in the home and doors were open. And I think even too, one thing that stood out to me was Jacob right off the bat was like, I don't. I don't even want to kiss for a set period of time. Like I just don't, and not in a weird way, but was just like, I just, I don't want that to be a stumbling block for us. And that was so strange to me. I was not used to that. And I was like, this guy, like, what is, I mean, is it, is it really that hard? And I mean, praise, praise God, because I don't think I took it seriously enough. I don't think I saw just the temptation of that when you're in a serious dating relationship that is, I mean, just crouching at the door. It mm-hmm. is so, so hard. Um, and so I'm really grateful that he set those boundaries. Mm-hmm. I'm fast forwarding or rewinding back to my living room. Carly was in my small group when you guys had first started dating. And I remember those conversations, this totally weird in a really good way kind of guy. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Yes. And then I remember you showed us the picture and we were all like, Oh, he's so cute. <laughs> yep, exactly. Still just as cute. <laughs> That's what girls talk about Jacob behind your back. <laughs> yep. 
We were so excited for Carly though. I just love to see you and walk with you in your journey. I remember like, you know, dating your, a few dirt bags yourself and then like totally like, all right, God, I want to do it your way and look at this wonderful marriage. I just love you guys so much. <laughs> You're so sweet. sweet. Yeah. The Lord has blessed us. I mean, it's been, it has been nothing short of amazing, but it is, it's not, I think too, it's so important to um, not paint such a like pretty picture because it like, it's not, um, rainbows and butterflies. Like, like I said, the last few years have been really, really hard for us. And, um, I just think that's what makes marriage so beautiful because I mean, you're committed to one another, you've committed with another. And so I think that's, what's so special is like, who do you want to make that commitment to is the person you want to commit to walking through this really difficult life with, Someone not who, marriage, but the, the life itself is hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The life itself. I mean, just, I mean. It's filled with trials. Yeah. I think it's important to know who you're going to walk through those things with. And if that person is committed to, to Christ, then it's a good choice. <laughs> yes. Yeah. When people say, how do you know when you found the one? I'm like, it's the one you say I do too. And, mm-hmm. but obviously choosing a good person, choosing someone, I would say hundred percent with the same faith is one like non-negotiable. But yeah, I mean, choosing someone that you want to, like you said, walk through the trials and the good and the bad. And um, I think it would make it a lot easier if you have someone who is committed to learn what selfish, I'm sorry, selfless, unconditional love looks like because we're all selfish people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, the what I keep hearing the theme is that you guys just had a community and you had accountability and because none of us are made to do life alone and none of us are made to do Christian life alone. And I love that you've been intentional about having that community around you as dating and marriage and hopefully forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So yay. Well, um, I am so thankful to know you guys and continue to watch you grow and all the things I can't wait to see little Carly and Jacob babies. Oh my gosh. They're going to be beautiful. No rush, <laughs> no rush. Um, okay. I always say if you could have coffee with your 20 year old self, what would you say? That's a good one. I would think I would tell myself to just trust the Lord, like be patient. I mean, I think uh, the biggest thing I I thought that everything had to happen at that moment. I felt like when I was 20, I wanted everything. I wanted that really serious relationship and wanted to, I, I, I didn't necessarily want to start a family, but I was, I was always wanting the next thing. And I think one thing I can look back now and say is that like, I thoroughly enjoyed being, um, young and and not that I'm not young now, but just being in college and being not necessarily being in the dating world, but having that fun group of friends that I got to spend time with. And just, I feel like trusting that the Lord will, will bring everything in its time. And yeah, I don't know. I think just enjoying the season you're in. I wish I would have, I wish I would have known that when I was in the seasons that I was in at that, when I was 20, like just enjoy that time. That's good. Enjoy the season you're in. I like that. What about you? Well, Carly has the, the, the fun answers. I I was a member of a wonderful Christ centered Bible believing church, but I wasn't really involved like I should have been. And I, I think now looking back five years, seven years later, seeing how integral the local churches in a believer's life how god uses the church um so if you're in college or wherever you're at just to get plugged in in the church and 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 press into christ yay (laughs) 
<laughs> well, I just love you guys. I'm so thankful. Um, this was a listener request. People said was, you know, I'd love to hear from just young couples on the first few years of marriage. Um, and people often ask about like how to do dating well. And I think that you guys are experts in my opinion. So thank you so much for sharing all of this. You're sweet. You're sweet. Well, we learned from you. Well, I will let you guys get back to your evening, but thank you so much for spending some time with me. Wonderful. Love it. Thanks for having us. Thanks, Jacob. Thanks, Carly. All right. Bye. bye. I'm over here giving you a virtual hug because you just finished another episode of the Truth For Your 20s podcast. If you like this episode, do your girl a favor, take a screenshot wherever you're listening and share it on social. Tag me at Katie Bulmer Life and I will reshare and thank you so much for spreading the word. Speaking of which, if you haven't already, please leave a review on Spotify or iTunes. It really helps other girls to find us. And guess what, you guys? We just reached 200,000 downloads. That is all thanks to you. Thanks for sharing it. Thanks for leaving a review. And thanks for joining us each week for some truth for your 20s.